this this is definitely like a Moses learning from God on the mountain what he needs to know to be God's representative. And he's going to spend the entire rest of his life being God's representative. And he's going to learn on the way to Egypt about about those customs too. Forebode. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, that's my first one. All right, so, uh, <laughs> so foreshadowing aside, yes. So, uh, so uh, God says, "I'm going to send you there, and you're going to set them free." And um, on your way out, you're um, they're actually going to like you for leaving. They're going to give you stuff. You're going to plunder Egypt <laughs> on your way out. Pharaoh's not going to like it, but there you go. That's what's happening. So he's just, he's he's getting his uh, his marching orders. Yeah, and if you think the word plunder is awkward, there it totally is. Like, this is definitely a, you defeated the enemy in battle and took all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely what the word's implying yeah. after God had just said, they're just going to walk out. Yeah. And they're going to look at you favorably. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely sort of, to use Damien's new favorite words, like, foreshadowing this God versus the Egyptians, and the Egyptian gods sort of thing. Right. But really, I mean... Other than getting a snazzy name, why should Moses think he's got any any power behind him here? Man, I don't know that I have a good answer for you. <laughs> when he's standing before he's standing before God in his presence and he's he's told how to worship there before God, to take his shoes off and to he then yeah, he then says, Hey, what evidence do I have? And God gives him some miraculous signs to do. Is that what we're what we're where we're pointing to here, or am I supposed yeah. to have a, another yeah. beautiful insight? All right, so God's gonna give him some miraculous signs. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll take over re- take over Go for it. there, and I'll I'll, I'll 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 stop before the weird part here. Yeah. Moses said, "What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they they may say the Lord has not appeared to you." The Lord said to him, "What is that in your hand?" And he he said, "A, a staff." Then he said, "Throw it on the ground." So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Amen. <laughs> but the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he said, no. So yeah, this was a so bad he, idea. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. The Lord furthermore said to him, now put your hand into your bosom your coat. So he put his hand to inside of his coat, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Then he said, put your hand into your coat again. So he put his hand into his coat again, and when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. If they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign, they may believe the witness of the last sign. But if they will not believe even these two signs or heed what you say, And you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. And the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in the time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth, or who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. But he said, Please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses, and he said, Is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, he shall speak for you to the people, and he will be as a mouth for you as you are, as you will be as God to him. 
You shall take in your hand this staff, which you shall perform the signs. Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please, let me go, that I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took the staff of God in his hands. Nice. Oh, so that's why. I see now. What's why? That's why Moses and anybody else should have any reason to believe him. Oh, because because he turned a stick into a snake and then his hand into a gross hand. His hand into a gross hand, yes. yes. As, as silly as it is, I do feel duty-bound to inform everyone that quote-unquote lepros has nothing to do with leprosy. Really? But that's not neither here nor there. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well... But it was it was it was gross hand though. It was gross hand, yes. It was gross sick hand. Yes. And they turned it from gross sick hand back into normal not sick hand. Correct. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, cool, 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 cool. And so um, I, I I saw something as we were as we were going through there. It's a uh, something that stuck out to me. I didn't. I don't know if I ever realized that when he like gave him like a a quick spoiler alert that the water is going to get turned into blood soon. But the, I, I think that the treatment of the Nile as a bloody place, I think, is one of the more poetic things that God does in this entire process here um, because of how many, uh, how, how many of the Israelite babies wound up in the Nile. Yeah. That, um, that it, you know, it, it references, it echoes back to that, that idea with Cain you know, saying, your, your, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And here it's like it's, it's crying out from the river. And that the uh, the the waters turned to blood, and so I, I I think it's interesting that that's the sign that he gave to him was the water is bloody, you know, like the 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 water. And so I, I might be reading way too much into that, or I might just be like one of those guys who spent way too much time analyzing poetry in college. Uh, but the idea that like you know it would like the anger that is still associated with what they lost to the Nile would still be awake in them, whether or not pouring out water onto the ground and seeing it turn into blood, is part of that. But I, I definitely think when the Nile is going to get turned into blood, it's it's definitely one of those things that would, um, I think, be uh, inspiring for me. Poetic as well as somewhat shocking. It, yes, <laughs> both, both simultaneously. <laughs> All right. Um, so what's up with Moses questioning? This is one of those things that there's like 15 answers for. Uh-huh. So we should probably ask like, because we we've already talked about God showing up. There's a bush that's on fire, but not on fire. God's revealing stuff left, right, and center. There's snakes turning, there's serpents turning into staffs and vice versa. I'm not saying staves. Um, <laughs> like, all sorts of stuff. And Moses is just sitting here like, but what if it's a Tuesday and people are all shampooing their hair? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like at this point in time, it does start to seem excusey. Is that the way it comes across to you, Jonathan? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that that's incredibly relatable, though, right? Yeah, we can all we can all think of times when we knew the good thing we ought to do and made excuses instead of doing it. Oh yeah. And uh, I think that's I think that's really clearly what he's doing here. I wouldn't say clearly. 
Oh, I, I would. I'd be like, it's, it's, it almost comes across. Remember back in like 2020 when people started wanting to not do things and they would use the phrase out of an abundance of caution? Yes. And so <laughs> it's like, and you knew that whatever came out of after out of an abundance of caution was going to be one of those things that they actually didn't feel 100% good about not doing, but it sounded good because they're like, no, but we're being careful. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's like the, him saying like, but I, 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 but I, but I, but I, but I stutter is like him going like, yeah, I have an abundance of caution. Shouldn't you get someone who can actually talk good? I mean, maybe, but like, especially the first one, I think, I think it's entirely possible that Moses is actually overwhelmed by this. I mean, he's been living in the desert in the middle of nowhere for however long. And now all of a sudden he's like, go to the center of all power. And mouth off to somebody who can easily kill you. Yeah, all right. It's like, That's fair. Also, he's in the presence of God, so humility, I don't think, is necessarily out of the question. Yeah. But there's also... So I read something this week, actually, that I'd never thought of before. This just... Many cultures, including ours sometimes, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not able to do that, is how you say yes. Oh. Like, yeah. I mean, if you if you offer an old southern lady something she really really wants is she gonna say oh thank you no she's gonna say oh i couldn't i, I could i that. couldn't i would put you and then you're like oh no no, please and you're like oh i, 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 I don't, don't want to put you out, you out. Yeah. <laughs> so like i don't know what i think about that but the argument was essentially like well in this culture that's how you say yes and i'm like uh, actually yeah no, okay. sometimes it is so and so and, and then we get aaron he says okay fine yes. um I, I do think it's interesting when it says like the anger of the Lord burned against him. We're still we're still in a burning bush, right? Does, does that mean the you, fire you like got that? hotter? You like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's about as subtle as a hippo and a tutu, but it's uh, you know, it's like the the the, the anger of the Lord Bunch. burned. So may, yeah, so maybe the fire got a little bit bigger. It, it went from like you know, it went from campfire to bonfire for a second. <laughs> and then he tells him, he tells him, hey, it's time to go. And he tells him. Uh, the people who are seeking to kill you are no longer seeking to kill you. Yes. And so they like that. And I, I'll come back to that, that, that phrase, seeking to kill you, here in just a second. Oh, uh, I, w- I would say, like, regardless of whether Moses is saying yes in a culturally, in a way that seems culturally odd to us, or saying no, or saying, like, if, whether he's humble or whether he's making this up and making excuses, like, God actually treats his questions seriously like he, he gives him real answers he treats moses with respect whether moses is saying yes or mouthing off like he's not just he's not just like you little peon how dare you talk back to me well so, something we see in moses is a picture of who christ is going to be in a lot of ways and something we see throughout the old testament when we see him and we see david and we see the other people joshua is we see shortcomings uh, to show us this is kind of what the Messiah is going to look like, but doesn't quite make it. And so this is really one of those moments when actually the, the thing that's happening here is, at least one of the things that's happening here, is the priesthood is being taken away from him. And the Messiah would come as prophet, priest, and king. And here in this moment, the priesthood is being taken away. So very obviously, he is not, he is being, even though he's a picture um, in the New Testament, we see Jesus talked about as the one like Moses. Even though he's the picture of Jesus who's coming, he's not the Messiah because he fell short, as do all the other figures who are Messiah-like. 
Awesome. I didn't. Even, I even thought about the idea of like the actual priesthood being taken from him. Um, the, the 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 division of uh, of labor. What about your brother Aaron the Levite? Right. Yeah, and again, like I have to, I have to un uh, Prince of Egypt in my brain when it comes to this part because all I can think of is like when I think about Aaron, is like all I can think of is Jeff Goldblum, because uh, like he was the guy, he, he was the voice of Aaron in Prince Never of Egypt. Never actually seen Prince yeah. of Egypt. Have you not? No. Oh, dude, he's. I was too old to watch it when it came out. Oh, well, I was too. <laughs> well, he's he's a fantastic Aaron. He's a, he's a fantastic Aaron, except that like. All you can think about is Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, or you know whatever. The Grandmaster you, from. Yeah, what, whatever your favorite. What are your now favorite going back? Or, is. It was yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you you forgot like you know, <laughs> you're you're too busy asking if you could. You forgot to ask if you should. Like that that voice like going yeah yeah yeah. But but, but Moses, what about this? <laughs> you know, the melty so, stick. Why, why, I didn't. He's he's a dude. He's a great Aaron, but not the actual Aaron of the Bible because like the, this this Aaron actually was on board with what was going on. Much sooner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Long story short, we have God. He's called Moses. He's given him a bunch of signs and a stick. And a stick. Which in <laughs> the, the in, yes, yes, he's he. Moses is going to be God, and Aaron's going to be his prophet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Moses gets leave from his father-in-law to go ahead and go. Which I do feel like we should at least acknowledge that that part exists, yeah. because again, depending on what you think is being said before this, you can read a lot into it in various different ways. But like, I don't think the expectation in our culture is that if God comes and speaks to me, or like if he comes and speaks to one of your kids, mm-hmm. the expectation is not that they're going to come to you for permission to do what God said. Right. Like that's just not how our culture works. Our culture, like if you go to church and the pastor's like, you should do whatever God says, they do not generally add, as long as you have first asked your parents for permission. Right. It's like, but that's totally what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he's at least got to be, like, put in his two weeks. Like, hey, the sheep aren't going to watch themselves. You know, you find yourself a guy. Uh, we're going to pick that up. This verse 21, the Lord said to Moses in chapter 4, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I said to you, let my son go that he may serve me, but you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn.